You're listening to the Central City Assembly podcast. We're dedicated to sharing content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus for the good of our city and helps you grow in your love for Jesus. So enjoy this episode and may you be filled with the love of God the Father. Well, as Pastor Josh said, welcome, church family. We're so glad that you can join us. Um, We're so thankful for technology that we can still uh, have church together, that we can uh, still worship together. If you can just give a shout out, a thank you to Pastor Josh and Annette for leading us in in, uh, just such a great time of worship. What an amazing new song that we we sang today, too. Um, But we just thank you that you're here with us, and, and we're excited for what God has to share this morning. We're excited um, that God has good news for us. He's, he's got opportunity for us to grow and become better people and become uh, better followers of Jesus. Um, so we're excited for that. Uh, but before we do that, I, I want to make sure you take advantage of um, Facebook. Hey, we're also on YouTube now, um, so you can comment on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but here's what I want you to do. I want some interaction. Um, what I want you to do is answer this question. If you had to survive on an island all by yourself, Uh, What three things, besides the obvious, like food and family and those kinds of things, okay, but what three things could you not survive without? Go ahead and write your comments below. We'll give a little bit of time for that. If you had to survive on an island all by yourself, what three things could you not survive without? I know for me, it would probably be coffee. Uh, I can't go without my coffee. I go through my withdrawals if I don't have coffee. Um, The other one would be music. Um, I need some kind of music, whether I can play it myself or listen to it. And probably the third thing would be a bed, Um, my bed. I cannot sleep anywhere else but my own bed. I just don't feel comfortable. So those are are the three things I couldn't survive without. Um, But the reason why I asked that question is because today we're going to talk a little bit about survival. Uh, the title of the message this morning is From Surviving to Thriving. From Surviving to Thriving. So I just want to pray, and then we'll jump right into it this morning. Father, we thank you that we can still stay connected together uh, during this, this time of social distancing and self-quarantining. God, I'm, I'm thankful for Facebook and YouTube. Um, I'm thankful for those who are watching right now. God, I, 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 what I've been praying today is, Holy Spirit, that you would just be very present, or that your presence would be aware in homes all across Tucson as people are worshiping you, Jesus, as people are, are digging into your word from their homes this morning. And God, I pray that just that just widespread worship would just change the atmosphere of Tucson right now. And all over our nation, as churches are still gathering, still meeting in their homes, Holy Spirit, would your presence just be made known in these places, God. And Father, I just also want to say a prayer. Um, uh, Our first responders have been on my heart this morning. Uh, Those who are responding to to calls and the nurses and doctors and hospitals who are having to to deal with all all of this stuff that's going on. God, I pray just a special blessing over them and church family and whoever's watching. If you could just lift up our first responders in prayer right now, right in your homes. Just say a prayer of blessing over them. Say a prayer of protection over them. 
ask the Holy Spirit to give them wisdom and guidance as they uh, navigate these waters of COVID-19. And God, we just thank you that you have not left us during this time, but you are with us. You're, you're closer than our skin, God. And we thank you for that intimacy, that presence in our lives that, that never leaves us, never forsakes us. So God, would you just lead and guide us this morning as we dig into your word? We thank you for what you're doing. And we say all of these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So, talking about survival. And when I was in the Air Force, I had to go through survival school uh, because my job was an air crew job, meaning I flew in the back of planes. That, that's where I did my job. And I had to be prepared for that potential moment when my plane would either break or get shot down and then fall behind enemy lines or some part of the world that would be difficult for a rescue crew to get to. Um, I had to know how to survive under those kinds of conditions. And so survival school was basically having all of our cool, high-tech military equipment and comforts just taken away from us, and then learning how to survive off of nothing or very little. Now, to some of you, whenever you hear that, you might think, that sounds terrible. That's like a, a nightmare come true. Uh, but for the crazier people like myself, it was the most fun I ever had while in the military. I mean, think about this. Who doesn't want to trek through the woods and the mountains of Spokane, Washington, in the middle of winter and below freezing temperatures, right? Uh, who doesn't want to make beds out of tree limbs and branches and set up shelters made out of rain ponchos? Right? Or who doesn't want to set traps for small game and learn uh, what bugs are okay and not okay to eat? Or who doesn't want to learn the various ways of uh, pooping comfortably in the woods? And finally, right, who doesn't want to learn how to hide from and evade enemies who are hunting you down? I had so much fun learning and doing all of those things. It was amazing. Um, while it was a lot of fun, at least for me, that wasn't necessarily the goal of survival school. Right? The goal was to learn survival. And while we learned a lot of cool tips and tricks for survival, the, the key to survival that was crammed in our heads every single day was this, self-leadership, self-leadership. Finding the motivation within yourself under harsh circumstances to keep going, to not give up, to get to rescue and as safely and as quickly as possible. Because in a survival scenario, you don't have someone else telling you to do that. You don't have someone else grabbing your hand and leading you along. You have to dig deep and do it yourself. And when I think of survival and self-leadership, I, I also kind of think of Daniel from the Old Testament and his time spent in Babylon. Because Daniel and his friends had to rely on themselves for leadership, too, during their harsh circumstances. Right? They weren't in Jerusalem anymore, where they had God-appointed kings and priests and scribes and synagogues to help guide them in a godly life. Things could change. Their well-being, their, their livelihood, right, from one day to the next, it could change in an instant. They were alone and isolated to a degree from their faith roots. 
But as we've been talking about for the past few weeks in our Thriving in Babylon series, Daniel and his friends went beyond just survival, and they actually flourished. They thrived in Babylon. Because of their faithfulness, kings, nobles, peasants, and entire nations acknowledged the greatness of God, which is incredible. And if they wanted to continue to grow and develop as God's children while in Babylon, they kind of had to do it themselves. They had to have some self-initiative to take care of their faith, even their bodies, their minds, their souls, to keep going and keep believing that God still had their best interests at heart. And one of the dangers of of this social distancing and self-quarantining that's happening right now that we have to be aware of is the survival mentality. Because survival mentality is very different from thriving mentality. When it comes to survival, only the primary systems remain functional. Right? Like think of your favorite sci-fi space uh, movie or TV show. Right? When the spaceship is severely damaged, all auxiliary and supplementary support systems are shut down and only primary systems stay engaged, like oxygen and water supplies. Or uh, think of the stand-in-place ordinances that are being made all over the country right now. Only essential personnel and organizations are staying open. Personnel and organizations that will help keep everyone alive. But during this time, on the flip side of that, right, you're not going to think about starting a business or investing in property, going on a vacation to recharge, as good as that might sound, right? Those are all put on hold. And the survival mentality, don't get me wrong, is important and necessary at times. Because if you don't fight to survive, then the only alternative is to perish. But growth and development, right, they're not necessarily expected during times of survival. We put that on hold until things return to normal. But that kind of mentality has the potential to do more harm than good. During times of survival, we can lose focus of still very important things that need to be maintained. Things like relationships, things like physical, mental, and spiritual health. But it's during those survival times that those things are most important. Because if we don't maintain them, then we risk losing them. And if we lose them during times of survival... It's harder to get them back when things get back to normal. And so during times like what we're facing right now, uh, survival, social distancing, being physically disconnected from community, waiting for things uh, to, to, to kind of pan out uh, until they, they get back to normal, until some kind of normalcy resumes, right? We have to rely on some sort of self-leadership if we expect to continue to grow and develop as people and followers of Jesus. Because we don't, at least I don't think, we don't want to just survive our current circumstances. We don't want to just survive Babylon. We want to thrive. Everybody say that with me right now, right in your home. Just say, we want to thrive. We want to thrive. And how do we do that? Considering the fact that we're all practicing this social distancing, Right? We're not connected in person with one another, with our community, with our church families for support. 
How do we thrive when people are losing their jobs and, and the economy seems on the verge of collapse? Well, I believe there are some things we can do, some good news. I believe that there are some self-leadership steps that we can take to ensure we thrive in the most important areas of our lives, no matter what our circumstances might be. Uh, and in a very small passage in the book of 2 Timothy, and while I'm kind of briefing uh, 2 Timothy, I want you to go ahead and open your Bibles uh, to, to 2 Timothy. Let's continue, continue honoring God's word in our homes. What an amazing opportunity to show our children who are probably just sitting right with us to, to really open the Bible, really honor the word of God. But in 2 Timothy, we see five keys to self-leadership that ensure we thrive in those important areas of life that I've been talking about. Uh, 2 Timothy was written by Paul during a time in his life when he was somewhat isolated. Okay, we're not sure where exactly he wrote this letter to Timothy, but we do know he was removed and distanced from his community. Some scholars say he was in Rome waiting trial. Others say that he could have been in prison in Caesarea. But we know that from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, that wherever he was, all of the other Christians in the town had somewhat abandoned him. He had a trial before the courts during that time, and he was hoping and expecting that some of his brothers and sisters in Christ would be there to support him, but nobody showed up. So he's isolated. He's distanced from his community. But this didn't keep Paul from losing hope, right? Or it didn't keep him from having hope, on the other hand. It didn't make him fall into despair or, or living in a survive or die kind of headspace. No, he pressed on. He continued to pursue his mission, right, to grow and develop as a person. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 4, that's what we're going to read. Chapter 4, verse 11. Listen to what Paul writes. He says, Luke is the only one with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. He's very helpful in looking after me. Verse 12, I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. Verse 13, I left a cloak at Carpus' house in Troas. Please bring it with you when you come, and also the scrolls and especially the books. Now, I'll be honest, this is one of those passages in the Bible that you kind of just read past and think nothing of. Uh, but a few years ago, when I first became pastor of CCA, I heard another pastor give just a short teaching on these three verses that really stuck with me and impacted me throughout the years. Because it's in these three verses that we see the keys of self-leadership. Right? And Paul, knowing a thing or two about thriving in harsh circumstances, he lays them out for us in these three verses. And so the, the first key to self-leadership, it's found in verse 11. And Paul says that, that, yes, Luke is the only one with him, and he asks Timothy to send Mark to help. Okay, now we know Luke, right? We know who Luke is. He's the same Luke who wrote the Gospel of Luke, who wrote the book of Acts. Luke, we know, traveled with Paul and wrote down the details of his missionary journeys. But who is this Mark? Well, Mark is also known as John Mark. Uh, we learn about John Mark in the book of Acts when Paul and Barnabas went on their first missionary journey together. 
And during that time, Barnabas, he insisted that John Mark had a lot of potential and that he should come with them on their journey. But John Mark turned out to be an immature follower of Jesus because shortly into their journey, he quits and he goes back home. Now, this instance actually caused a rift between Paul and Barnabas' relationship that later uh, led to them going their separate ways. Barnabas wanted to give John Mark a second chance. He had the gift of mercy and grace. Uh, but Paul, he felt very differently. But now, in 2 Timothy chapter 4.11, Paul is saying, send me John Mark. He will be a great help to me while I'm here. And this points to the first key of self-leadership, which is this, to cultivate healthy relationships. Cultivate healthy relationships. You see, good leaders can build relationships. That, that is an important aspect of a leader. But great leaders can restore relationships. And, and it seems that Paul and John Mark eventually had their relationship restored. And during this time of social distancing and difficulty that we're experiencing, it's so important that we don't forget to cultivate healthy relationships, which is why your CCA leadership, right, we've been saying and posting over and over again, hashtag stay connected. Right, when you get into survival mode, it's tempting to put relationships and connecting with people to the side. But if you want to thrive, you can't afford to put a hold on relationships. Right? There are a lot of disposable things in this world, but people are not one of them. People are not one of them. So self-leadership includes cultivating healthy relationships because you can't thrive alone. So who do you need to call or FaceTime with this week? During this time where many people are finding that, that they have more time on their hands, it might even be a great opportunity to work on restoring some relationships. Restoring relationships, I think, works best when done face-to-face, -face, but now with all this social distancing, you have a reason to do it over the phone. So do it. Why not, right? But self-leadership includes cultivating healthy relationships because you can't thrive alone. All right, so here's some more interaction. After every single point, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, but comment below and let us know what you are doing to hashtag stay connected. Maybe you have some, some healthy tips or helpful tips that will help all of us who are watching and listening right now. So what are you doing to stay connected, to cultivate healthy relationships during this time? All right, moving on. Then uh, in the short verse 12, Paul says this. He says, I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. That's one of those verses that's in competition for the shortest verse in the Bible, really small. And even though Paul is in isolation, separated from his community, he's still getting things done. He's a boss like that. Right? His mission to share the gospel of Jesus to the Gentiles hasn't stopped because of his current circumstances. He's still pursuing the mission. And the only way to do that in that kind of circumstance is self-leadership key number two, and that's stay organized. Stay organized. Paul knew that he couldn't be in more than one place at once. 
So he, he's still staying organized, still making plans. He's sending some of his helpers and people he discipled to different parts of the world to make sure that things and churches are running smoothly. And for us, during this time, what can we do to stay organized so that your life, your purpose, your home continues to run smoothly? So here are some just really simple tips uh, for staying uh, organized during all of this social distancing. For example, set an alarm, right? Wake up at a good time every single day, okay? Get dressed, brush your teeth and your hair every single day. Uh, make a schedule of things you're going to do for the day. Keep your house and your body clean, all right? Don't let things fall apart as you wait for things to go back to normal. Uh, for me and my house, right, we have three boys, uh, six and under, uh, so being organized is crucial if we want to not strangle each other. Uh, so we have a, a small chalkboard at our house with a list of things that we try and do every single day, right? Eat breakfast is the first one. Have Jesus time. Walk our dog Harper. Do schoolwork. Read for 20 minutes. Eat lunch. Doodle with Mo Willems on YouTube. Parents, if you haven't doodled with Mo Willems during lunchtime on YouTube, I recommend going there. It's amazing. It's the best. Um, and then Miles, being our red choleric personality, he loves checking off all of the boxes as we complete them. But we also see that it keeps our boys, Miles and Oliver, from going crazy. It's so helpful. Right? The point is this. Your life isn't over, right? Your purpose and productivity don't have to stall because of your current circumstances. But if you stay organized, have a plan for your day-to-day, -day, you can thrive during this time. So how are you staying organized? That's my question to you. And go ahead and let us know in the comments. What are you doing to stay organized during this time? So the third key to self-leadership is to stay physically healthy. Stay physically healthy. Because in verse 13, Paul makes a very small request. And he says, I left a cloak at Carpus's house in Troas. Please bring it with you when you come. And though it's the seemingly small request, it shows that Paul, he's still aware of the need to take care of his body while in isolation. He knows winter is coming, and if he doesn't have a coat to keep him warm, he might get sick. Right? Because if his body fails, then his mission can't go on. It can't continue. I've, I've heard jokes about instead of the, the freshman 15, uh, like when you gain 15 pounds the first year of college, uh, it's now supposed to be the corona 15. Uh, or instead of COVID-19, I'm hearing people say it should be called COVID-20 for all of the weight people are going to gain during social distancing. And I, I, know, I know that they're just jokes, um, but I think it points to something deeper that during times like this, like we're facing right now, people tend to forget about taking care of their bodies. But if our bodies aren't healthy because of our own choices, Right, then how is that going to affect our ability to pursue the mission God has given us in our everyday life? Right, our, our purpose uh, to care for and raise our families, to be influencers in our neighborhoods and communities for the kingdom of God. 
Okay, so what can we do to stay physically healthy? Well, just because you have all of the food in your fridge doesn't mean you have to eat all of that food all at once, right? Or just because the gyms are closed doesn't mean the great outdoors are closed. They're always open, right? Get outside. Get some sun. Go for a walk to burn some of those extra calories, right? I've loved seeing posts on Facebook and the news about uh, people doing online Zumba classes and and dance parties just to, to help people keep moving and stay physically healthy. And again, physical health is not some vain pursuit, but it's how we optimize our lifespan so that we can continue in the purpose and mission God has given us. All right, so help us out. Tell us what you are doing to stay physically healthy during this time. I'd love to hear. Maybe I need to do something different with my own life. I'd I'd love to hear what what you're doing. All right, so the the fourth key to self-leadership is to stay mentally healthy. At the end of verse 13, Paul says, And would you also bring my scrolls and my books? Now, what's the difference between the two? Well, according to New Testament historian and scholar Tom Wright, uh, Paul's scrolls would have been shorter documents that contained information for learning and growing in knowledge. These scrolls would have been the great writings of ancient history and literature. And the importance of this is that even at this stage of Paul's life, he knew the importance of having a healthy and sharp mind. Not only that, uh, but we can tell from Acts and other scriptures in the New Testament that Paul was the kind of person who was always learning and growing. Uh, He was always trying to better himself as an individual, even in the midst of hardship or isolation like he faced as he wrote this letter to Timothy. And the same is true for us. All right, don't let this time of social distancing be an excuse to binge watch all of the shows on Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus, or whatever your choice of streaming poison, I mean, streaming provider is. Um, But what can you do to keep your mind sharp, to learn something new, to grow our minds, or even become better at what we already know and can do? I've heard it said that leaders are learners or that leaders are readers. So what can we do? And think about this. When things go back to normal or as close to normal as we can get, um, our workplaces, our communities, our schools, our society will need sharp-minded people to try to get things back to or even better than they were. And as followers of Jesus, who are not of the world, but we're still in the world, we have an opportunity to play a part in rebuilding and leading our communities to something better. So keep reading. Take advantage of all of the different online resources out there and, and the different companies that are offering their services for free because they know that we all need to keep our minds sharp during this time. Okay, Learn something new. Or become better at something you already know or some talent that you have, but stay mentally healthy. Uh, Let us know in the comments uh, some of the ways that that you're keeping your mind mentally or keeping your mind healthy during this time. All right? And then so Paul said in verse 13, would you bring my scrolls and would you also bring 
my books. Now, books here is a reference to something new that was happening during Paul's time. Uh, It was a progression in technology that Christians were some of the first to take advantage of. Because what people realized was that the scrolls we mentioned just a moment ago could only hold so much information. They were very limited. They were big and bulky. You couldn't carry a ton of those around with you. But if you glued or or sewed sheets of parchment together on on the edge, uh, then you could form a book and hold a lot more information than the classic scrolls. And a book, as opposed to a scroll, could easily hold the entire gospel of Mark that would have been circulating during Paul's time. And wanting to stay connected to Jesus, to stay connected to his faith during his difficult time, Paul asked, please, would you bring my books? I want to think about and reflect on the words and the stories and the life of my Jesus. And so the fifth and final key to self-leadership is to stay spiritually healthy. Stay spiritually healthy. You know what? Now, more than ever, is the perfect time when many are are not going to work or having to rush their kids off to school early in the morning. Now is the perfect time to start having that consistent and quality time with Jesus every single day. Right now, more than ever, we need to take that initiative and to to have the self-leadership to stay rooted in our faith and the Word of God. Yes, we still have online church, uh, online devotionals. So many people are live streaming times of prayer and worship throughout the week, which I, I think is amazing. It's so cool. But when things get back to normal, will we still see that kind of effort on social media? I don't know. I hope so, but I don't know. But if we don't take the opportunity now to practice self-leadership and stay spiritually healthy and connected to Jesus, then it's going to be harder to do so when we're back to work and school and, and back to our busy lives. And even more than that, like we've been talking about the past few weeks, the world is looking for hope during this time. And you can find no greater hope than what we find in the Word of God. There's nothing more hopeful, right? The hope of God's kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in a way, as followers of Jesus, with the word of God, we are keepers of that hope and presenters of that hope. Okay, so, so what's helped you stay spiritually healthy during this time? Right? We'd love to read your comments and maybe glean from you what you're doing to stay spiritually healthy. So those five keys to self-leadership during this time of social distancing that's going to help us thrive. Here they are again. Number one, cultivate healthy relationships or hashtag stay connected. Number two, stay organized. Number three, stay physically healthy. Number four, stay mentally healthy. And number five, stay spiritually healthy. But before you do any of that, Uh, There's one more thing that you need to keep always at the forefront of your mind, and that's why. Why? You see, the five keys, right, staying connected, staying organized, and so on, they all mean nothing if you don't have a really good reason for why you're doing them. And I've, I've kind of hinted at it throughout this message, but for Paul, his why was his mission, right? Building the kingdom of God. 
no matter where he was, right? And Paul, he knew that he had a purpose in life uh, that, that had a huge impact in seeing God's kingdom built on earth. Paul knew that if he didn't stay connected, stay organized, stay physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy, then it wasn't just him who suffered, but it meant souls that would be impacted for eternity. And I know that for some who are watching today, you are, you're suffering, maybe from health issues. Maybe you've lost your job. You were just laid off this week. Or, or you are on like lockdown and isolation because you're at greater risk for contracting the coronavirus. You really are just trying to figure out how to survive this thing. But I want to encourage you and say, you don't just have to survive during this time. You can thrive. Right, but before you even get to these five keys of self-leadership, what is your why? What's your why? And I'm here to encourage you that you do have a why. Maybe you've forgotten what that why is, but you do have a why. You do have a purpose, a mission in life. So what I want to do is I want to read just one more scripture to encourage you. Listen to what the Bible says about you. This isn't just for other people. This is for you. So listen, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, How has all of this come about? Have you been, or you have been saved by grace through faith? This doesn't happen on your own initiative. It's God's gift. It isn't on the basis of works. So no one is able to boast. Verse 10, this is the explanation. God has made us what we are. God has created us in King Jesus for the good works that he prepared ahead of time as the road we must travel. And so whatever circumstance you find yourself in today, know that God has created you in King Jesus for incredible purpose in this world for his glory, and for the good of the people around you, right? That's your why. Hold on to it, right? And once you have that why, then our job is to pursue it with everything that we have, right? And the tools that we have to keep pursuing, right, uh, that purpose are to stay connected, stay organized, and stay physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy. And when we do that, we can move beyond just survival, and we can truly thrive in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. So, Thank you for listening. If you are blessed by this episode and would like to help us create more content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus, would you consider giving a financial gift of any amount today? Whatever you give will go towards building the kingdom of God in the lives of people all over the world. Thank you for your support and we pray many blessings over you.